Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the foundation himself, the co-host of Winning P Weekly, the man who hasn't slept because of March Madness at the games, finally at some live games. What's up, Greg? How you doing, man? What's going on, John? It's been a lot of fun. March Madness has been fun. This Jets offseason has been fun. I'm really excited to be back to talk to you about it been quite a couple weeks a lot of i feel like headlines but not a lot of action i'm ready to dive into it how are you doing man i've been living on cloud nine since that aaron Rodgers pat mcafee interview to be completely honest on the jet side which we'll get into on the flip side the rangers they clinched the playoffs yeah finally so i'm looking at that we have oh. Yankees opening day just around the corner. Things are looking good there. We got the Volpe coming through, even though all of our pitchers are on the DL. It's yeah. whatever for now. <laughs> we'll get to that later. The Knicks are rolling. IQ dropped 40 last night. Are they going to win 45 games, Sean? I've been asking you for a month yet now. You've been telling me the whole time, yes, we're winning 45 games. I'm officially nervous. I'm not hitting the panic now. button, but I'm officially nervous. Like, we have to win against the Heat. We have to. So I'm I'm actually taking 40 people to the Knicks Heat game, uh, including okay. a bunch of high, uh, like a bunch of my high school That's kids. This week, so, right? This Friday, Thursday. No, tomorrow, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Okay. So that'll be an interesting game. Um, we'll get to it more on the Knicks episode, on the Knicks side of things. But I'm really hoping for a Knicks six seed. I know that sounds blasphemous. I know the Almighty four seed. I know we could play the Cavs right now, which is a, a more favorable matchup. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, I don't want to see Donovan Mitchell in my face in the garden. I still have trauma from Trey Young. I don't want to see the Bucks in round two if we make it out. I, I, I need to avoid those things. Give me Philly. Give me Embiid and Harden and Doc Rivers, the playoff trio. Like I, yeah. I, I want them so bad. And then give me Boston if they're able to advance. That'd be fun. Boston Knicks, they give us hell in the garden, and we have really, really, really close games. Every single time. Just just guard Al Horford at the three-point line. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're here for the Jets episode. 
starting to finally go live. We have some big changes. The name's going to change. We have some stuff that's going to be changing. So we're, we're working on it. We're going live right now. And the reason we're going live, Greg, is because for the past couple episodes, every time we say something, literally the next morning, like before we're even allowed to up- update it and upload it onto our streams, what we predict actually happens. So last episode, we were talking about Elijah Moore. Everybody's yep. asking me as soon as it happened, John, what do you think about Elijah Moore? I'm like, dude, I just said it. Like, I know you haven't had titles. I just said it. So here we are. We are live. And let's just start with Elijah Moore here because yeah, check out the YouTube. If you if you're listening on the podcast, you can listen to us live, watch us live on the YouTube, Knicks, Jets, etc. on there. And if you're watching it after the fact, come try to find us live here and join the conversation. We got the chat going. We'd love to field some questions while we're going to kind of round us out, hear what you guys think while we're recording. Because to your point, we talked about Elijah Moore stuff last week. But we could have got some, you know, some input from some viewers as we're recording. So Knicks, Jets, et cetera, on the YouTube. Come check us out. I think we might be live on the Twitter too, John. So it's making cool. moves right now. We're making yeah. moves. And at the same time, the Jets are making moves. Last yes. episode, we were talking about how for once in my life, Greg, for once in my life, I just wanted the New York Jets to get rid of somebody one year too early instead of one year too late. That's all yeah. I just this one time. Just one time I wanted to be the adult in the room. I wanted to control the narrative and get something instead of nothing. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter was when the Jets were at the highest of highs last year, shout out to Lambeau Field. We were there. <laughs> they won the game despite Zach Wilson being our quarterback. And and I told you before I saw any headlines, I ran straight to my my hotel room because I needed to record. I was my brother makes fun of me till this day. I was he's like John, you were screaming for like twenty five minutes. You know, anyone get a word in? You're just yelling about Lambeau Field. I was so excited. And then at that same time, I said, Hey, you know who's going to have an issue with this game, man? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore didn't get the ball. He was open, and what happened? That was the day of his discrepancy. And, you know, from, from that point on, he got the suspension. He came back. We blamed it on the offensive coordinator, who's now gone, Michael Floor. But, dude, this was coming to an end at some point. We were not going to pay him money. Like, there's no way that we were going to extend him or he's going to hit free agency and he's going to decide to come to the Jets. That is really a pipe dream. So the second-round pick that we got, everybody's excited. However... We did give up a third-round pick. So, Greg, before we get into the consequences of maybe that trade and why maybe we did that trade, what are your initial thoughts on trading Elijah Moore, it actually happening, and getting rid of the third just to get back a second? I thought it was pretty good because, I mean, not to go too, not to skip ahead too much, but we have been talking about what it would likely be to trade for Aaron Rodgers. We were talking about maybe it's a first, maybe it's a second. We never really contemplated a third. So to me, it's like you're taking that third-round pick that we knew was never going to get you Aaron Rodgers. You upgraded to a second. We're sitting now with two second-round picks. So one of those can be or two of those can be used in an Aaron Rodgers trade, um, and that will keep our first-round pick. So to me, that kind of signals we got someone there in that top, in that top 13 that we really like. Um, 
I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the trade. To your point, we talked about it last week, how we have four compensatory picks this draft. Those are four extra picks that we're getting. For which next is usually season. yeah, for next season, which is which is usually reserved for the better teams in the league. You see it with the Patriots, you see it with other teams that are in the playoffs. The Ravens. And yeah, the Ravens and we the, the good front offices, and we usually are never that. We usually don't have a good front office. We usually are definitely not getting compensatory picks for players that we traded for, drafted, signed, whatever it might be to get those. Yeah, we're too busy signing players like Corey Davis to, you know, huge mega deals and that negates everything. Right, right. El, you know, uh, oh yeah, all types of players. The list goes on and on. But either way, we're like, oh, it maybe it is a pipe dream, but you talked about the next evolution of a good front office is that Patriot way of trading a guy a year too early instead of trading a guy a year too late. And boom, J.D., Joe Douglas did it. He made it happen, which is incredible. To me, it's just a great sign of what Joe Douglas has been able to do in his tenure here at the Jets. A great confidence level that it seems like Woody Johnson and Robert Sala and Joe Douglas all have together. And this this front office is moving. We're making deals. We're trading people earlier instead of later. To your point, it was probably a pipe dream to get Elijah Moore back on track get him productive to the point where we can, you know, feel comfortable paying him after his rookie deal is up. So if that's the case, trade him to the Browns. The Browns obviously need weapons with Deshaun Watson. They have no picks. I'm surprised they were able to come up with a second round <laughs> pick. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's a great trade. I'm very happy about it. Kind of stinks that Elijah Moore was is gone because I think we, we all saw some flashes. We're like, ooh, this could be something. We obviously talked about watching at Old Miss. We, ooh, there, you know, there's something there. It just never worked out. And when things don't work out for the Jets, we usually get nothing in return. <laughs> now we're sitting with a second round pick. I'm very excited. That's like a big deal in the NFL draft circles. Like a second round pick is is an everyday starter. Could be a franchise guy for you. So to get that for someone that's not working out, that's completely fine with me. It's really funny you say that because especially when it comes to the Jets. Our second round picks, I'll, I, I'll say this every single offseason, have been an absolute disaster. And I guess yeah. you could add Elijah Moore to that track. When you start going through the second round picks, maybe you hit on some like, oh, David Harris, which, you know, is almost two decades ago at this point. Yeah. But with, if you narrow it down to wide receivers in the second round, it gets ugly, man. It is, it is downright ugly in there. Which is part of the problem. A lot of teams, day two people in the draft, second round, third round guys should be plug-and-play pretty much starters, and they should develop into strong pieces for your franchise. That has not been the case for this organization since we've been alive. That's been a big problem for us over the last 20, 30 years. So hopefully we're figuring that out. We'll see. There's still some mixed feelings about Joe Douglas's draft classes, but we'll get into that when we start doing uh, draft previews in a couple of weeks before the draft. Yeah, so I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that our first round pick it looks like we have somebody yeah. who we're looking at. Hopefully one of the three tackles who it's been so hard to get into a deep dive of the Jets draft because we don't know what we're doing at this point. I feel like we're comfortable enough. The next episode I actually start talking about the first round prospects. I think that first round pick is here to stay. And another point, and maybe you alluded to it a little bit, but the fact that we have two second round picks back to back, especially if we send one to Green Bay from this year, the 2023 second that we just got from the Browns, for example, 
It means that we also are looking at someone in the second round that we didn't want. We wanted someone in it with our pick. We don't want to get rid of it. Yep. I'm wondering if that's maybe Ben Jones, the center. I mean, I'm wondering if it's uh, John Michael Schmidt, sorry, the center from Minnesota. Yeah, the guy from Minnesota, yeah. I'm wondering if it's Deion Branch, the safety from Bama, right? There's a, yep. there's, a, there's, a, there's some plug and plays, but, you know, as I had a, fro- a Freudian slip there, there's also the free agency side where maybe we're done with safety because we already traded for Chuck Clark, but there's Ben Jones. You know what I mean? So maybe if we sign Ben Jones as a center because me and you have been we had we've been a little skeptical about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is gonna come on his one maybe two year deal with the Jets and have a rookie center who's not gonna you know maybe not figure it out until year four. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Oh so yeah. It's it, it is interesting uh, what goes on there. I mean, last episode we kind of hinted at maybe don't be surprised if the Jets draft a defensive player in the in the first couple picks now because of what they've been doing with free agency. But it looks like it's gonna be a tackle. In the first round. And if we have our second round pick, we could add a safety to this room. Or if Jack Campbell somehow, the linebacker from Iowa, somehow slips. Maybe one of the, you know, one of the D tackles. Who knows? We'll get, th- yep. we'll get there at some point. But for this episode, Greg, Woody, Joe, and Rob go to Arizona. Go Let's to the, talk about it. Go to the owners' meetings. And for all the anxiety that is... Honestly, it feels like it's trying to be force-fed down my in my brain, down my throat, from all the writers who I respect and I, you know, I believe and I love. I, I, I for the most part, I really do, right? Especially when it comes to the Jets beat. There's some like I believe everything that you know uh, Rosenblatt writes for the Athletic, like Connor oh, News, yeah. I believe. You know, I of mean, Rich, I mean, there's always an angle because he's he's a little jaded. He's been covering them. Since the New York Titans, so I get it. Honestly, I mean, I'm jaded, and I, you know, I've only known them for you know, 25, 30 <laughs> years. So like, it's, yeah. it's whatever. I understand it, but for the most part, I really, I do believe them. But I, I told you I muted the, the L word, the leverage word. I don't want to hear that word anymore. And it's so funny because you see all the interviews with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Woody Johnson. You see them like flip flopping back and forth. For one, we had. Woody Johnson, who a couple weeks ago didn't want to mention Aaron Rodgers' name, only wanted to talk about Derek Carr because he was the only free agent. Now, today, he mentioned Aaron Rodgers' name like four or five times. He does not care anymore. I love it. Yeah, we want someone like Aaron Rodgers. That would be fantastic. The cat's out of the bag. Robert Sala not not mentioning Aaron Rodgers' name because he's been very, very well media trained. We have an adult in the head coaching room, which is – we I have – we have – we have – I won't say since Bill Parcells because of Herm Edwards, but but Salah is definitely an adult in the room. The only slip he had was like you mentioned earlier to me uh, on camera where he was like, Zach Wilson's the number two quarterback, which is hilarious. Uh, and there's no more veterans. There's no more veterans anywhere in free agency. There's definitely no veterans in the rookie draft. So it looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. So you can breathe. Just take a... Deep breath. Yeah, I I agree with that, John. I do feel like now that you say it, it does feel like the media a little bit, maybe Twitter a little bit, is for is trying to force this anxiety on us. And it's just like, guys, like take it easy. Like it, I you know, I don't know. They were talking Rich Samini, a couple other people were asking Robert Sala, like, what what's the pressure like of not having your quarterback or what anxiety comes with not having your quarterback figured out? Again, by the way, on March twenty eighth. 
<laughs> like it's crazy. The season yeah, doesn't start yeah. till August, but yeah, you know, in March, what, what, what kind of anxiety is it bringing? He was just like, it's out of my hands. It's out of my control. I control what I control. That, that's a Joe Douglas question. I was talking before the first, I think 10 of the first 12 questions he, uh, he was asked. It was, here's, you know, you got to talk to Joe Douglas. At some point, he was like, I can give you Joe Douglas's number. Like, he was cracking jokes with the reporters because they were all Joe Douglas questions. He can't talk about other players. He doesn't want to talk about other players. He doesn't want to talk about hypotheticals. He doesn't want to talk about pressure from outside sources. He wants to talk about the New York Jets, the guys on the New York Jets, and how happy he is that, one, the organization is a place where veteran players across the league want to go, and, two, where we're at with the current guys on the roster because he kept reiterating how excited he is about this roster that we have in front of us. It's exciting to see, man. To your point, it, he is an adult. <laughs> it feels like the first competent adult we've had at the head coaching position in a while. Joe Douglas, I mean, it was a quick little interview that they put up on the Jets' YouTube, but still, it was great to see him talk and listen to him talk. I love the whole we're not interested in entertaining Lamar Jackson trade or deal or anything because we're that would be like i forget what the terms that he used or whatever but like negotiating in bad faith yeah it would be disingenuous which is true like we're we're negotiating for aaron Rodgers without saying that which is awesome to hear because i still can't believe it's happening and two there's some serious negotiation negotiating going on because we don't want to pivot because it's not it's not like hey we threw out an offer we didn't really hear back there's legit negotiating going on. We're moving the ball down the field in those negotiations. So to come away from that and start looking somewhere else, we'll begin negotiating in bad faith. To me, that means this is a legit thing we got going on. And everyone just take your time because there is some hiccups. There is some roadblocks. There is some ironing out of details that we need to conclude. And I want to talk to you about a couple of those things because I think they're really important for people to kind of understand. Yeah, so... The best part was we're negotiating for a veteran. We're bringing a veteran quarterback. It would be disingenuous slash in bad faith to negotiate for Lamar Jackson, the only other veteran quarterback who's even remotely available. Oh, uh, an MVP of the NFL, and we're negotiating to get a four-time MVP of the NFL. When we haven't had a franchise quarterback for uh, since TVs were black and white. <laughs> So ready, I guess, or Penny, I guess Pennington, I, if you really want. I guess, I guess, if you <laughs> want to call those guys franchise quarterbacks, Mark Sanchez, I, I don't know, but back to back AFC championships, man, never forget the fact that we're not negotiating for an an MVP of the NFL because we're trying to bring in a four time MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion is just ins- I, I still can't understand it. I still can't. It doesn't feel real as and a Jets fan. And there's some mutual respect between Joe Douglas and the Ravens, which is cool to see also. On the other hand, we have that Yahoo Sports article, which I really do believe Yahoo Sports articles uh, that come out regarding um, negotiations or things that or you know reports about you know player signings and stuff of that nature. In this case, the trade parameters are are are, are starting to be set. The second round pick that we got, at least one of them, either ours, it's only one pick apart. If if really that one pick, based on that that scale that's made up <laughs> by uh, the, the Dallas head coach, by Jimmy Johnson, whatever. Yeah. If you want to use the Johnson scale, if that's going to give us extra points, just take our pick, dude. Go ahead, Green Bay, enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like you know, do whatever you got to do with that pick. We'll pick after you, Patriots, Green Bay, us, no problem. Like 
we'll, we'll, we'll take the heat for that. Like if that really is going to change your life. On the other hand, there's incentive-based 2024 pick from the Jets where it would maybe start at a third-round pick and start escalating up depending on how far the Jets get. Like if the Jets host a, a playoff game, which if the Jets host a playoff game, man. Like I was joking <laughs> yeah. about that yesterday with, with one of my friends. They're like, you know, what's the difference between like the Knicks season tickets and the Jets season tickets? Like what's the, you know, what's the, the plus minus there? I'm like, dude, the whole point of season tickets in general is so you could have access to playoff games. Yeah. The Jets don't have home playoff games, let alone playoff games in general. Like they, that, that's not a thing for us. The fact that we're trying to base negotiations off the fact that we're going to host a playoff game. Like, dude, sign me up, take whatever you want, bro. Like literally yep. take whatever you want. So, uh, that's the desperation mode that I'm in, but I'm glad that the Jets are actually negotiating. So if it starts at a third and goes to a second, if we make, if we have a, if we host a divisional playoff game, which means we win the division, we win the AFC East. Like <laughs> yeah. whatever. Don't say that too loudly. <laughs> then, Don't say that too loudly. And then if we, but also speak the, it existence at the same time, John. Speak it into existence. Oh, I don't care that there's quarterbacks everywhere. I want to win. And if it goes to the AFC Championship, then it might be a first. Yep. Right? But it, from what I can gather from the way the article is written, because as we know, the writers, the reporters, they all know more than they can say. It's just it, – it, it's a fact at this point, right? So we, we, we have to take – that's why we're here. Try, to, try yeah. to gather it all and try to make educated uh, assumptions, honestly. Fill about the gaps a little bit based on what everyone's saying. On the other hand, we have the Jets who want to get a pick back in 2025 from Green Bay, also based on incentives as to whether Aaron Rodgers plays. Green Bay knows how it is. They just came out and they're trying to save face. They have a shareholders meeting coming up and they want to tell their fans, their people, hey, the reason that Aaron Rodgers is a liar. He's making it seem like we just don't call him. Like we don't want to tell him. Like we're the, our franchise quarterback, our best player. Like we we're not telling him what's going on. The, the real the reality is, and it could be believable because he goes into the darkness, which has been reported ten and a half million times. He doesn't answer our phone calls. So what do you want us to do? That's Green Bay's take. He's not answering our phone calls. We have Jordan Love. What if he was ninety percent retiring from his own words going into the darkness? I mean, we were on the right track. Like if he if he comes out and he fills in that ten percent gap, we are we are miracle. Like we are the best franchise ever. Everybody loves us. We did everything perfectly. We drafted the right guy. We you know he left on a high note. Everybody's good. Ended up, Aaron Rodgers had a change of heart. Thank God, and he yep. wants to come to the Jets. And so, because of that, because of how off seasons go, I forgot which. Was it a player? Was it uh, uh, an uh, executive for Green Bay? Was it an ex-player? I can't remember at this exact moment. But somebody said once the offseason – once the, oh, it was Alan Lazard. It was like once the offseason begins, Aaron Rodgers' communication dwindles a little bit. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it's now – it's an open fact at this point. So yep. The Jets want to cover themselves a little bit and say, hey, if he, do, if he retires after one year, if it really is a one and done, then we want to pick back. In 2025, 
And what that's a and I think that's the sticking point. Green Bay's probably like, no way, dude. We're not doing that. We never even heard of that before. Which I agree. I've never heard of that kind of trade before that's in my why life. I love Joe Douglas, baby. That's why I never even thought about it. Never even crossed my mind. So if that's a let's call that a third round pick, sure. which would be amazing. But let's just call it a third. Then at the right, end the only of the thing day, real 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 point before we jump into it, the only thing that was reported is that we want to pick back in twenty twenty five. That was reported. We just don't know what pick it is. Now we're going to go into the guessing game, filling in the gaps, just talking, having a conversation portion. Exactly. So if that's a third, let's just call it a third round pick. That means that we traded Elijah Moore for Aaron Rodgers and a conditional pick next year. That's it. Deal. Deal. Side me up. Where do I side? You know what I mean? Like That's how you have to think about this. And if that's the case, my man in the corner right here, Mr. Joe Douglas, you're watching on YouTube, my twin. <laughs> I mean, if if it's possible to buy Joe Douglas jersey, I I I I, th- I think I might I think I might have to at this point. It's more important than Aaron Rodgers jersey. It's more important than anything else because of how he's handling this. I mean, he has the owner Woody Johnson who. For better or for worse, has been compared to like James Dolan, all the negatives of James Dolan and the meddling and this and that, right? And then once the Rangers do good, no one talks about Dolan. Once the Knicks do good, nobody talks about Dolan. Once yeah. the once Woody Johnson is willing to drop sixty million dollar guaranteed to pay Aaron Rodgers, no one says a word. It's all yeah, Woody, Woody. He's coming out today saying, not only is he excited about getting this veteran quarterback in, he's you know, pontificating about how cool it is that they're a win-now team and players like Odell Beckham show up to Arizona to the owners' meeting and they want to meet with the Jets. I mean, he's just one of us, man. At the end of the day, I'm sorry to say, like, I'm sorry if you're a Woody Johnson hater. If you, th- yeah. he's he's just one of us, man. He's just he is Gary V. Like, I know that sounds crazy. It's all like, we need Gary V to buy. He, th- what would Gary V be doing different than Woody Johnson? He's literally he's tampering. <laughs> you know, in, in plain sight in front of all the owners on in the national media. He's willing to put down $60 million in escrow without blinking his eye. And he's courting free agents. Like he was courting Derek Carr a little bit, kind of just like talking him up a little bit. He's excited about Odell Beckham. What more do you want from this front office, man? It's incredible. If we get the Aaron Rodgers deal done, John, I think we're going to have to do a little segment somewhere. Joe Douglas's top five trades. And we'll write them down and we'll come and we'll talk about it. Top three trades, top five trades. Because if he pulls off this trade and if it's a, something like you're saying, like a conditional third round pick in 2025, just to give us a little bit of a parachute in case Rodgers plays one season. I, I, I don't know if it's his best. I, I think it's his best trade ever, but that Jamal, the Jamal Adams trade is pretty crazy. And the Donald. Sam Darnold. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Trades pretty crazy. To your point, <laughs> Blake getting Chuck a Clark. pick for Blake Cashman is pretty crazy. <laughs> just Chuck like even Clark. the, tra- I'm just yeah. I mean, there's dude, there's tons of trades. Like uh, even if we like, trade uh, Braden Man, even the t- even the tweet is enough for me at this point. <laughs> just the fact that we're shopping. Who's the tight really end? Who's the tight end we sent to Minnesota that never played? Oh, uh, Chris Herndon. Yeah, like Chris Herndon, we got to pick for him. Like those are all <laughs> things. Those are all little things that you talked about the in, like indications of a good franchise the that's one of the pieces is getting picks for nothing another thing was getting compensatory picks another thing is trading people a little early instead of a little late to get some value out of it like these are all things in joe douglas's favor his draft classes have been getting better and better as they go like it's all coming together for Joe Douglas in this front office. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I think they're all over. Sounds like a very cohesive unit between Robert Sala, Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas. It's great to see. This is the most excited I've been about a front office in history. So let's go jets. So we mentioned it. Re- we mentioned it last week. We mentioned it a little bit today. We've heard about Aaron Rodgers' wish list. We yep. heard about Odell Beckham coming to the owners' meetings today and not meeting with teams like the Giants. However, meeting with teams like the Jets it has to mean something, dude. Uh, there's, a, there's a picture posted of him hugging Salah. It means nothing. It's just a picture. It's just a one snatch out. But dude, it gets me hyped. It gets sure. me hyped. I don't. I don't love Odell. He's not my favorite human being on the planet. Uh, you know. I, but when Aaron Rodgers is in the room, I'm not worried about the outside noise. If Zach yeah. Wilson was a quarterback, I'd be very worried if Odell Beckham's in there. If he misses him twice, it's over. He's gonna he's, he's gonna go. He's gonna flip tables in the back. You know what I mean? That's sure. not gonna happen with Aaron Rodgers. So my question is: As the receiver room stands now, technically we have Corey Davis. Robert Salah said he likes him. I don't know what that means. To be honest with you, Salah says he likes everyone. He even likes more still. So I don't know. I really have no idea. I don't know if they're gonna keep his contract. If they take it, they can pay Q Will everything he needs right now for this year. If they just get rid of Corey Davis, so I don't, I have no idea how it's going to play out. Yeah, maybe Green Bay doesn't actually want him, so maybe that's why we're kind of playing him up a little. We love him, you know, we love Corey Davis. You should take him, type deal. I don't know. But as it stands, we have Corey Davis on a one-year deal, so let's leave him there. We got Lazard. We got this guy Garrett Wilson. He's pretty good. Odell Beckham, maybe. We have two tight ends who restructured, so they're going to be here for a while, and C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. We have Robert. Uh, we have uh, Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb, two veterans who Aaron Rodgers wants, and we signed McCole Hardman for the same exact money as Berrios. I mean, what a trade. You're talking about trades? That is a trade. Cutting Berrios and getting McCole Hardman for the same exact price, kick returner, punt returner specialist, and is always upset with Kansas City for not – getting enough offensive plays. I think Darius was upset when they called his name for plays. He's like, damn it, dude, again. <laughs> if yeah. I drop all over, like, you know. Yeah. So my question is, what do you think about Odell? What do you think about how the offensive room stands? And if you're looking at the screen right now, there's another guy. His name is D-Hop. He's on the screen. The Patriots rumors have been dispelled regarding D-Hop, at least. Yep. I'm thankful for that. 
I'm, I am really worried about, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers Eve episode we had where you yelled at me because I was talking up how I was very, very anxious and very scared that Lamar Jackson is going to end up in New England. Still kind of worried about that. But, yeah. but, but the commanders are buying a new team, maybe by Magic Johnson. That feels like they could go get Lamar Jackson, so that would be fantastic. But sticking with the Jets, what do you think about this offensive room right now? What do you think about the four guys we have? You know, on the bottom of our screen right now, Randall Cobb, Sadie's Lewis, D Hop, and Odell. I'm okay with Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. I think those are good. Rounded out the, you know, round out the offensive rooms. Gets you a veteran guy in the wide receiver room in Randall Cobb that knows Aaron Rodgers in and out. Gets you a veteran guy in Mercedes Lewis in the tight end room that knows Aaron Rodgers in and out. That just helps Aaron Rodgers throughout this whole process and transition. The guys on the other side of the screen, D-Hop and Odell. I've said it from the beginning. I'm not in on Odell. No one can change my mind about anything about Odell. I don't know what he brings to the table. I don't know. I don't think he's like a spectacular wide receiver anymore. I think if he comes into the league and plays the whole season and he's healthy, I think he's a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. I don't think he's going to get you 1,000 yards. I don't think he's going to get you 10 touchdowns. He might have a spectacular catch or two, but... I haven't seen anything in the last five years that makes me think he's just going to be this immense talent. On the other hand, D-Hop is an immense talent. Granted, he had the suspension. Granted, he had some injuries, which he normally hasn't had in his career um, over the last few years out in Arizona. If he's available, he's like a guy that moves the needle for me. He could, If he's healthy and he has a good connection with Aaron Rodgers, which I'm sure the connection would be incredible, he could be the number one wide receiver in the NFL if he's healthy all season. I don't think Odell Beckham has that upside anymore. So D-Hop, if he's available and we can cut Corey Davis and use that money plus another $5, 10000000 million to get D-Hop in the building, I think that's a tremendous upgrade. Um, Odell, I don't even know where he fits. Like, Is he going to be the slot receiver? Is that where he's going to play? He's not going to be the yeah. outside guy. Yeah, dude. At this point, I don't need to, don't need to pay twenty. Hard. I don't need to pay eighteen million dollars, sixteen million dollars for a slot receiver. All right, but what if it's eight guaranteed and then incentive, and he will get eighteen if he does X, Y, Z? I think that's good. I just don't. I just don't know where he start. Who is he starting over? The outside so is going to be either Miko Harmon or Alan Lazard. No, the wide come on, Hardman. Come on, dude. It, that's what Michael Harmon is. He's an outside, fast, speedy guy, down the field, stretch the field kind of guy. He's not an inside slot guy. Yeah, he's like, uh, what are we doing? Like Brandon Cooks. He's just going to run down the field 40 yards and going to throw it up to him. Yeah. We're really looking at for like real plays. We're looking at G5 and Alan Lazard on the corners and Odell in the slot. What else do you want? Two tight ends. Yeah. I thought Garrett Wilson would be in the slot. Alan Lazard would be the no. other. If we were running two wide receiver sets, if we're running two wide receiver sets, I think it's going to be Lazard and Garrett Wilson. If we're running three wide receiver sets, to me, that's a kind of a coin flip between Odell Beckham and Corey Davis. To me, well, there's not about that it. Think about it. Like you said, do. Odell is not that rookie Odell. He's not the Giants Odell anymore. He's not going to play every play. So yeah. even if he makes a spectacular first down that we need on third down, right? It's like third and eight. He gets 15 yards. He needs to sit out two plays. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. Like, he does. You know what I mean? Like, we, he, he does have two torn ACLs. We do know that the Jets and other teams, they pay attention to incentives. 
They're going to know exactly what incentives he has. It's going to be advantageous for them to actually sit him down in between plays. You know what I mean? And just blame it on his knee. Yeah. We saw to me, I'm just nervous. Yeah, to me, I just don't see huge upside on the field with Odell. And I see all the downside with him getting near Garrett Wilson. It's like, dude, don't let we- people think Odell is cool. He's a punk. Like, don't go anywhere near him. Like, we need Garrett Wilson to be a franchise guy for the next 15 years. We can't let him get, you know, influenced by this idiot Odell Beckham Jr. Damn, harsh words from Greg regarding Odell. Maybe you still rem- maybe you still remember him uh, proposing to the to the background. Maybe that maybe maybe that's why you're uh, you're not feeling it. Too I just much. remember the I remember the boat picture. That's all I remember. And the Giants record that keeps coming up every single time uh, they lose a game. They're yeah. like, you know, like they have this like batting 300 since uh, since that. But anyway. Yep. My question to you is, to kind of round out this episode here, what do you want to see from the Jets that's going to – that besides trading for Aaron Rodgers, we know. We know trading for Aaron Rodgers is going to make everybody happy. Wearing my Lambo shirt, I can't. I can't wait to find out what number he. I, I'm a, I'm to the point, Greg. I'm be honest with you. I just want to know what number he's going to wear. Is he going to yeah. take your name at twelve? Is he going to have so much respect that he's going to change it now? Elijah Moore is gone. Is he going to take his eight, which he wore at Cal? Like what is what you is see, that, uh, was that NFL approved number zero being available this year? Maybe I see Odell wearing ever. that, to be honest with you. I see Odell yeah. coming in and grabbing that zero. Oh, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight over the number zero. Don't get me wrong. And, People are going to want it. And now Garrett Wilson maybe can't get the five anymore. I will, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited about that, to be honest with you. That's how far gone I am about this Aaron Rodgers deal. I'm telling you. I really. If we don't get Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to come find me, dude. Gonna yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Gonna- that's not gonna happen though. Positive vibes, good thinking. That's not gonna happen. Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a jet. It's just a matter of the specifics that come along with it. And with Joe Douglas negotiating, I do have a ton of confidence in those specifics. So let me get you out of here on this. Sure. A little nuanced, but something that's been bothering me. Okay. What are your thoughts about this offensive line, man? What are your thoughts about Ben Jones? We mentioned it earlier versus John Michael Schmitz. What What's your thoughts on Mekhi Becton, who looks like a tight end at this point? He's getting jacked. He's getting thin, you know, and we got Dwayne Brown on the left and Mekhi Becton on the right. You know, by preseason week two, they, we could have no tackles. Or, you know, by week seven, we could have the two best tackles in the league. Like, that's how far this scale can be. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? What are your thoughts with the safety room? You kind of mentioned Robert Sala just talking positive about everybody. Dude, he's positive about Denzel Mims. He's positive about Ashton Davis. He's positive about <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who were trying to be like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the offensive line acquisition between free agency and the draft? Just a little preview for next week. What are your thoughts on the safety position, you know, between the draft and who we have? And what do you want to see? From the Jets, besides Aaron Rodgers, besides yeah. figuring out Odell Beckham, besides kind of seeing what happens with D-Hop, what do you want to see from the New York Jets? What's what's going to calm your anxieties besides the, the quarterback? I get it. Uh, for me, I think at very first is 
uh, getting someone in the, for the offensive line, right? So was it Ben Jones, if I remember correctly, is the center from the Tennessee Titans. Bring him in. He's a veteran guy. To your point, last year is the first time in his career he missed any time. So he's a relatively healthy guy. Again, a little bit older, but you, I think we need to bring a veteran in for the offensive line. That will help give Aaron Rodgers someone to mesh with right away instead of bringing a rookie in. But then also, too, early in the draft, like to your point with this with this Aaron Rodgers trade, it sounds like we're going to have a first. It sounds like we're going to have a second, whether it's our second or the Browns' second. Draft another offensive lineman. We still need young guys to take over for this offensive line. Right now we have ABT. We have Becton if Becton can stay healthy. But after that, we don't have a ton of young guys to fill out for you know, the Tomlinsons for the different type of veterans that we're going to see age out over the next year or two. Then I believe we have to go in and address the safety position with a pick, whether it's the second round pick, whether it's a little pick later. To your point, I think we have good players right now, but we're going to need a younger guy to take the reins at some point here. You mean Whitehead's not here forever? Whitehead's not here forever. Ed Clark's not here forever. I think it's just, you know, just rounding out with this draft. But for me, it's just sign a couple veteran guys to the offensive line. We're going to need someone to play D on. We need to talk about Clias Campbell and that meeting, not meeting, whatever's going on there. We're going to need one more D tackle in here to help line, uh, you know, round out this defensive line. But just keep these guys moving. Keep it going here. So you mentioned the adults in the room. And the compensatory picks, if we sign every, the compensatory pick deadline is May 1st. So maybe Odell, maybe Colias will be after May 1st. Sure. You know, and then that would, and Ben Jones, because that would at least keep that. We have Ronald Perry commenting. I love Odell it. is a different man with a whole new game plan. And yes, Ronald, you are a poet. And I think you did know it. <laughs> He's got bars. Shout out Ronald Perry. Thanks for coming <laughs> in. Thanks for chatting with us. Let us know what else you think about what we're talking about. Um, I agree with him. I agree. I agree with Ronald. I, Greg, if you're, you're, you're on your own island here, and I get why because in your brain, I'm okay. You see proposing to a, a, a field goal post. I'm with you, dude. I'm totally with you. However, yeah. he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has like eight friends in the NFL, and he wants them all to join him forever. Randall, he wants Randall Cobb to hold his hand until the day he leaves. He wants Mercedes Lewis. He wants Odell Beckham. How can you say no? You know what I'm trying to say? That's that's how I look at it. If it's Zach Wilson and you're trying to bring Odell, I see your issues. You know what I mean? If you're the Giants and you want to have Daniel Jones with Odell Beckham, I see your issues. You know what I'm saying? I see how that yeah. could be a problem. With Aaron Rodgers, we've just never had that adult in the room. The last time we had a quasi-adult in the quarterback's room, his name was Brett Favre. And then he was sending pictures of his genitals to, yeah. to, to staff. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? And then he didn't tell us he tore his biceps. And we thought that was the adult. He gave me one of the greatest games I've ever witnessed in my life. Six freaking touchdowns, man. In one game. <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, oh, that's it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, like, here we are. We finally made we it. We finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I agree with you. I think Ben Jones is coming in from the center. I think that Dion Branch, if he's there in the second round, he'll be ours. I don't really see us signing a, another safety because we have Whitehead. He looks like he's yeah. going to stay. We traded for Clark. 
I guess Ashton Davis is going to stay because we don't have another choice, right? Yeah. We do have Adams, who played well last year, and he seems to be liked around the locker room. And, you know, we didn't mention this, and I think this is a good place to kind of round out this whole episode because we've been saying it but not really saying it, and it's about locker room chemistry. Like, that's why Odell is so, – like, that's why you're worried about Odell a little bit, but that's why I'm excited about Odell. Like, a little bit of a weird parallel there because him and Rodgers are going to be tight. And that excites me. Yeah. On the other hand, they love the Jets' def- defensive players. They love Quincy Williams. So they're hyped that he's back. They love Adams, like the backup, backup safety. <laughs> they're hyped that he's there. They seem to like Jordan Whitehead. You know, they're hyped that he's there. Then we had the Zeke Elliott news, which another thing that we mentioned last episode that we didn't really get to here where I was kind of asking you, what do you think about bringing in another running back, a veteran running back for cheap? Because my boy... So I, it's not even hurts to say out loud, but the Jamal Adams is not going to be a Jet. Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams is not going to be a Jet. Yep. Sorry, Tony Adams, Jamal Williams, whatever. <laughs> Jamal Williams with two A's is not going to be a Jet, and he only got paid $9 million guaranteed, dude. Like, he would have been perfect. Then I asked you about Zeke Elliott. I asked you about Leonard Fournette. I asked you about a couple of veteran running backs who maybe could add to this room. Because the truth of the matter is, and I'm sorry to say it out loud because, dude, he was so nice to me. He's such a good guy. My boy, Michael Carter, he cannot be there on third downs. He leg- he just can't. He, like, I knew, I don't know I knew you started the sentence with Zeke Elliott two minutes ago. I knew Michael Carter was coming up. I knew I, that's where we were going. I love him, dude. I, he's such a good guy. But he can't, he can't stop the blitz. What do you want me to do? I can't yeah. watch it. I can't watch that happen anymore. We did resign Nick Bowden. Hopefully, he actually plays the fullback this year. We signed him last year. He literally did not play. Maybe, hopefully, he plays with Aaron Rodgers. He did, you know, always use Kuhn, the fullback. So, he liked his system. Hack it. They like the fullback. Kuhn. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering if the locker room stuff means more sometimes in the schematics. I'm wondering if... Having a Michael Carter there, even though he's maybe not the most efficient third down guy, you have Ty Johnson there, who's a bruiser. You have Bam Knight, who, I mean, we love from NC State. Oh, yeah. And he showed the Jets world what he's all about last year. I wonder if that's more important than bringing in somebody like Zeke, somebody like Fournette. We know Zeke can't block at the center position, but maybe he could, maybe he could block, you know, out of the running back a little bit. Tough what last play for your career. What are your thoughts about, like, the Jets – anti-recruiting on the Twitter saying Brees Hall's like, what are we doing with Zeke? We're good with Michael Carter. What do you think about Michael Carter kind of fighting with Jets fans everywhere? Do you think it's more important to have the locker room chemistry, you know, in, 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 in the running back room, for example, or to have that veteran that could just Madden, you know, if it's Madden, dude, just, you know, hike it and give it to the guys and give you four yards. That sounds great. Yeah, to me, locker room chemistry is, like, what takes you from, like, an eight-win team to, like, a playoff team that can make a run. Like, at this point, I don't know if we have the luxury, being the longest playoff-less drought in the NFL, of, like, making decisions on, like, well, Michael Carter is good for the locker room. Like, well, dude, we need to win football games and we need to make the playoffs. I don't know what to tell you. So if bringing Zeke in, because we're probably going to need a week one starter because I don't think Brees Hall is going to be ready. Take your time, Brees Hall. We need you back. And you keep saying yes, go. Greg. That's what's driving me nuts. Everyone's telling me yes, yes, yes. He's Everyone be says yes. One. Everyone said yes with Makai back then, and then he broke his freaking kneecap in, in, in a practice. Like, take oh, your time. <laughs> yeah, take your time. So 
Um, yeah, I'm okay with bringing in a veteran if that means we're going to have someone week one, but maybe it is Michael Carter and Bam Knight for the first three or four weeks. I, I don't know. Michael Carter seems to be loved in the locker room. He did not produce last year. We all know it. He needs to have a good year. But last year, I mean, there's a reason why people talk, talk about sophomore slumps. It was a sophomore season. It was a second year in the league. He slumped a little bit. But to your point, to, to finish this point, there are some glaring holes in Michael Carter's game. So no matter how much you're loved, no matter how much you work on this, like I know the big clip last year before the season started was um, him talking with Michael Fuller, like, I think I got faster. Like, oh, that guy ran me down. He's not going to run me down this year. Dude, you can't block. So be as fast as you want. You can't block. So that doesn't help us at all. You know, Brees Hall is the only really complete running back we have on the team, and he is a torn ACL. So... We need someone else. Maybe we can hodgepodge it together for the first couple weeks. I would like to bring in a veteran. I just don't know really who that veteran is. I don't think it's going to happen, man. I think 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 the best case we're going to get is another late-round rookie or an undrafted free agent. Like, undrafted free agent, I'm thinking like Mo Ibrahim from uh, Minnesota who absolutely killed it, just like Bam Knight killed it in college and we got him undrafted. Or maybe a late round pick like Tajay Spears from Tulane, but I don't know if he's going to make it all the way. Somebody he's just cool. another small guy. Like yeah. the like the NFL, you just don't need. That was Mo, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just those guys. You need complete running backs now. You need to not pay your running back and get complete running backs. So we'll see. All right. Well, this was a positive episode, even though it was a little bit end of on a negative note. We, we're there's no anxiety from Aaron Rodgers from us. We're, we, we got glaring reviews from Woody, Joe, and Rob from their trip to Arizona. Sayonara to Elijah Moore. Yeah. And it looks like we have the free agency process on lock. Kalias Campbell's coming to visit. Odell's coming to visit. He did visit it today. Ben Jones had, you know, was mentioned specifically that we're interested in him. Everything is positive right now, man. Everything is positive in Jets. Like I know this is our this is our Super Bowl, the offseason, the free agency, the draft. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I this is normal for us, honestly, to be happy. But I've never been this happy. I've never had a quarterback coming in. I'm never wearing Green Bay shirts with excitement, dude. Because because it's incredible. Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. I mean, we'll end it on that note. Next week we'll have hopefully Aaron Rodgers will be on the team, but we don't know. And hopefully. We'll know for sure, at least if we're drafting in the first round. Let's yeah. at least talk about the first round. At least we're going to keep a second round pick, I assume. We're not trading yeah, two let's seconds. Talk, yeah, let's talk the first round. We'll do the first rounds. and the second round at least. Yeah, because no we, know we, we know we don't have a third round pick. Yeah. So, you know, and then maybe we'll have like a four, five, six, seven kind of like hodgepodge really of just like some players who catch our interest because we are football fanatics. So yeah. college football – Amazing. Shout out to Connor Rogers. I cannot stop listening to him. He is evaluating everybody, dude. He is he's watching everyone. I shout out to him, man. Shout out to Connor Rogers. We'll 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 try to aggregate everything that we hear, that we read, that we know, and drop it on next episode. But for now, if you want if you liked our live stuff, let us know. If you want us to change anything, any any feedback, any comments, let us know. Or on Nick's comment jets comment etc period YouTube. We're also that we're also on Twitter. Stitcher, Google Play, Instagram, everything, dude. Anyway, listen to your podcast, any of your social media. 
anywhere you watch videos, we're literally there. Hit us up. We appreciate you for coming to watch. We appreciate for the you guys for commenting on our, our stuff. And man, near Jets. I, I mean, I don't want to predict it. I mean, I could. We're gonna have Monday night football versus versus the Giants on 9/11. We're gonna have Thursday night versus the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We're gonna have a Sunday night probably uh, in Denver with Hackett going back home versus Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, your boy. I mean, those are just three. I'm sure we're gonna have a Patriots one and in general as, as usual. I mean, oh wow. yeah, we got the whole thing game to start, baby. We're locked and loaded. Yo, possibility. Is there a possibility of us being on hard knocks this season too? I'm having I'm having a, a little issue with this whole hard knocks hard knocks thing because one jet's drive is just so much better. Like one jet's yeah. drive is literally propaganda for the Jets. So why would I want hard knocks? Where like then the HBO has our stuff, the NFL has our stuff. I hope that we could decline it. I hope there's a way to be able to just say no because yeah. we have our own production. We'll see. But one quick note on the Hall of Fame game. We'll get into it more next episode. If you remember, the field at the Hall of Fame game absolutely stinks. Stinks. I don't want... I'm calling it right now. I don't want to see a single starter from beginning to end on that field. I'm not joking. Not even Thomas Hennessy. Hennessy, take off, dude. Are the yeah. long time long snapper? I don't want to see nobody on that. I'm not joking. I'm like, I'm taking a hard stance here. And if anyone gets injured, I'm going to flip tables on that game. I don't care if it's our fourth string, you know, fifth string tight end who's never going to play because, you know, we got Mercedes Lewis in here now. <laughs> like, poor Jeremy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, I want none of that. So that's all I got for this episode. Shout out to the boys in Arizona. And shout out to Odell Beckham. I'll see you soon. Greg, any last words? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go Jets, baby. Let's go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.